Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed. I'm your host, James Crowley, and uh, it is almost the end of 2022. It has been a a very, very busy year for for me, and I think for a lot of other people. It's been a, a big year, um, and it's been a while since we've talked. <laughs> um... The podcast kind of got put on the back burner a little bit. I kept, you know, meaning to record solo episodes and try to branch out and do more. But, you know, life just gets so busy. But so for 2023, I want to try to be better, stronger, everything about uh, the podcast. Uh, And I think that one of the best ways to do that is by having a strong end of 2022 and that's why we're bringing in the big guns it's a tradition here uh frankie becerra is the guest this week to talk about um the best songs of 2022 this year we kind of introduced some new ideas we uh, i brought in some categories that are outside of the normal playlist so we run through our personal picks and then there's some things that are like specifically mentioned uh we'll get into that you'll hear us uh do little sidebars and things like that um but uh yeah you know this is one of my favorite holiday traditions uh, and I think that it's uh, I think that it's a good listen. I I enjoyed talking to Frankie as always. Uh, before I play the audio, go follow Frankie on social media. He's at Frankie underscore Becerra on Instagram and TikTok. Frankie's your fave on Twitter. I'm James P Crowley on Instagram and TikTok. I'm James P Crowley sixty eight on Twitter. Uh, verified may or may not be notable though. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, uh, happy New Year, happy holidays. Oh, and before I play the audio, uh, one thing I am auditioning at the comic strip on Tuesday, January third, uh, right after New Year's. Um, I believe you could get free tickets uh, if you call the club and say that you're there uh, to see James Crowley audition for Late Night. Uh, you still have to. There's still a two-item minimum, but, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. Now my nigga gone, he would never be forgotten. Ever since he left, I just been struggling without him. Cause I remember linking at the school and we be plotting. Talk about our problems and what we do about him. Journaling and jotting, we ain't know the world was watching. We was just two kids trying to make it out the bottom. Now I'm rich and rotten, every day I think about him. It's survivor's cute. Wishing I couldn't stop them, let alone just know how he feel. Lyrically couldn't top him, he was the nigga with the bill. Yeah, and that's real rap, I couldn't do this. But uh, anyway, for 2022, uh, I've been slacking on the podcast, so I feel like this is also a time that I'm showing, uh, you know, just kind of like what I'm listening to right? Um, recently. But um, something that I want to say before we get into any music, it well, uh, this is still- have, have, have we officially started? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um Ooh. I'm going to do some editing, but uh, I also think I'm going to not put song clips in because I think that that's something I'm going to like. I'm going to do some, but I'm not going to do all of them. I think that's a new direction the podcast is taking. Okay. I don't like that choice. (laughs) There will still be some. Okay, that's fine. Hey, it's your podcast. It's famously not my podcast. 
We'll we'll see. I don't. It's just that's the one thing that takes the most time, right? So I don't know. Um, Follow your heart. Exactly. Uh, but um, before we get into like specifics and stuff, um, were there any trends you noticed for music in twenty twenty two? This might be kind of oversimplifying it a little bit, but I feel like, I don't know what the right term is, but like the TikTokification of the music industry is continuing in this sense. And we're seeing it, and I'll use this as an example because it's not on either of our lists. Stuff like with Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, we're kind of seeing some artists that are purposely trying to to hit that TikTok sweet spot and some artists that aren't trying but are hitting it anyway yeah and are not thrilled to be hitting it so i feel like we're getting kind of songs where it's like they might not come out and say it but like i I feel like some artists might be purposely trying to write songs with like a 10 to 15 second part that they think will blow up on tiktok and it makes sense. I don't blame them. Unfortunately, that's kind of where the industry is right now. But at the same time, the Steve Lacey bad habit example kind of shows that that's going to happen no matter what. You can't always plan that. Yeah. Uh, and so Steve Lacey is an example of an artist that's not planning that. Exactly. I'm not familiar with Steve Lacey, like, really at all. I listened okay. to my rights when it came out. Um, but kind of like you said, I think the best example of that is that ABCDEFU by Gail. Yeah, that's um, another one. Yeah, where it's very much like very calculated, very, I need a 15 second clip that works. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, I could not tell you any other part of that song. Right. Besides yeah. that part of that song. like Exactly. And then there were all the memes and then there was kind of a backlash against it. And now you have every other song that's, you know, what what's the other one? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Bitch. Yeah, that one sucked too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's just people being like, all right, we're going to put out a bunch of, you know, we're going to play with all the children's songs. And, and that's the thing, because I feel like it they, they are... They are hits in their own regard. Obviously, you and I don't quite care for them, but right. you can kind of tell when an artist is trying to make that happen so obviously. Like, even Drake did it a couple of years ago yeah. when he tried to do uh, Tusi Slide, and it yeah. it didn't work for him. Yeah, It's like, if Drake can't do it on purpose, why are we going to keep trying to make other people do it on purpose, you know? People can sniff out inauthenticity, I think. Yeah. You know, and even though it might work in some cases, like the ABCDEFU, um, you know, it doesn't totally translate very well. Um, and I also think that that kind of speaks into what I was going to say my big takeaway from this year is, is that I don't think that there's a real defining musical identity of 2022. Yeah, that's fair. Um, You know, and you could say that about any year. There's always variation. There's always different stuff. Um, But this year in particular, I felt like I'm like, I tried thinking, well, if I was going to describe music in 2022 to 
a, an alien, what would I, how would I describe it? And I couldn't really, where I feel like with 2021 and 2020, we had very distinctive, like, oh, these are like pandemic years, kind right. of like feeling like we're coming out of a pandemic. And then with, uh, you know, all of the Trump years, there was always kind of the undertow of like, oh, this is reactionary to Trump, even if it wasn't. Right. Uh, and now I'm like, eh, I feel like it's just everyone doing everything. Although I will say if another answer I thought of for that, um, because of artists like Bad Bunny and and other similar reggaeton artists, that the reggaeton sound is definitely starting to gain more and more and more popularity in the mainstream. Definitely. So I, I am interested to see how that's going to do moving forward, both in the sense of um, which artists are going to continue to rise in the genre and which artists are going to try to co-opt the genre, like which artists that already exist are going to try to dip their toe into it and fail. Um, just because that that always kind of happens with stuff like this. So oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be Drake again, but like <laughs> he's first, second and third on that list. Right. So. I'm very curious how that's going to translate in the years to come, just because I know that Bad Bunny had one of the biggest albums of the year. I don't think I listened to it at all. Yeah, um, nice. So even though I was aware that it was this massive hit, I like couldn't tell you anything about it. So right. I'm looking forward to the point where it's inescapable. Yeah. But I, and I also think to an extent, um, radio matters less and less yeah so a song songs are becoming more escapable we have less inescapables unless of course it's you're including song. tiktok but yeah. that's, um, the, that's the thing not everyone is on tiktok right well because that was that's the other thing i end up thinking about where there's less of a singular identity because i kind of looked at my album of the year list of like just artists and I think that there's three, you know, just kind of at a glance that are traditional pop artists or right. not necessarily like pop, but like massively huge artists. Yeah, yeah commercially. Yeah. yeah. Um, where I feel like in years past, I'd be making my list and there would be a few other standouts where I'm like, well, I have to at least consider this. Right. Um, but uh yeah, so before we get into playlists, this is also going to be the first year that uh, we do kind of like, uh, I don't want to call them awards, but... You say like categories. Yeah, categories, um, you know, for just very specific things that come up this year. Um, so before we get into our playlist, and we'll kind of sprinkle these throughout, um, we've got four categories. I'll introduce them as we go. But the first one I wanted to talk before we get into things that we enjoyed, um, I want to do um, our biggest letdowns of the year, our disappointments. Um, so um, what was yours? Uh, I, I think we might as well address the anti-Semitic elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. And, I... and just everything about Kanye West. I was going to, you know, when you, <laughs> so you sent me a song, you sent me, yeah. um, what's it called? Uh, um, City of Gods. City of Gods by Fivio Fivio Foreign, Kanye Foren. and Alicia Keys. And great song. I did enjoy it. Um, but I was like, oh, is this going to be our end to Kanye? Because Kanye kind of almost seemed, if you said something else, I was going to say that as kind of like a general thing. 
picky. Yeah, no, that's the thing. There was nothing else. As as soon as you brought up that category, I was like, oh, good. I can talk about him without saying that he was one of the songs that I loved this year because he wasn't, obviously. I will say, I mean, anyone anyone who knows me from this podcast or in general prior to this big fan obviously yeah, we've done it's, we've it's, done it's, more it's, than it's one podcast, episode you know specific yeah we've done more than one episode specifically about Kanye yeah, on yeah. this podcast and um I don't know especially after last year when I I, I remember talking about jail off of Donda during yeah. our our end of the year episode and saying that I really felt like this was a sign that he can still come back and make good music and not be this isolating creep that he seems to have become to the people in his life. Uh, And then this year started and just month by month, it got worse and worse and worse. worse. Like, like that, that Fabio song came out and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm I'm excited to see what else he does besides this. And then Donda two came out and I was like, Oh, this kind of sucks. And I mean, even though it didn't come out like out, out, obviously we found leaks for it and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I don't, I actually I don't need didn't to. listen to any of the Donda 2 leaks because I heard it was bad. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it, it was bad. I gave it, I gave it a one listen on a SoundCloud link my friend sent me. And I was like, oh, man, I, <laughs> I don't even want this on streaming. Like, and then the stuff with Kim started to happen. And it was like, oh, this is, this is really bad. And then, just all the anti-Semitic shit started to happen. And it was like, oh, there's no coming back from this. There's there's fully no, I mean, sorry, man. Like, yeah. I'm not sorry, but like it was it was I don't even want to say it was rough because it it doesn't affect me or exactly we're we're the least affected people in this situation right other than people who don't know who kanye west right yeah any of them exist yeah it's like uh you know oh don't listen to kanye anymore okay done you know that's i've listened to enough pop punk over the years with guys that have had sexual uh misconduct or harassment or assault allegations that i'm like oh yeah i can cut an artist i love out of my life very easily yeah although Um, i will say any other artist who was like getting into a little bit of trouble around that time has to be very thankful about the whole situation because right. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Oh yeah. It's, it's rough. It, it's bad. And uh, it's only getting worse. Yeah. Really? Every, yeah. you know, we're recording this December 6th. I won't be surprised if there's something by December 8th. Yeah, man, who knows at this point? Like, right. So, you know, you never know. And you hope that Kanye can educate himself and change. But I don't see that happening, especially now that other stuff has come out that he's allegedly said this stuff for, for years now. That's the thing. I don't even know what him learning and changing in, in a way that would mean anything would look like. Like, the- even if he came out next week and was like, Oh, I'm going to be sitting down with a bunch of Jewish educators to understand why I was wrong about what I did. It's like, okay, cool. But how do we know he's not going to next week come out and be like, I think we should genocide India. Like, uh, what? Like, uh, nothing. I can't put anything past him at this point is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, it's it's bad. It's 
it's all around bad. And also, I just I just want to say I don't think we should genocide India. Yeah, I was about to say on you the record, want to get that in there before someone. I, I would like to that. clarify on the record. I think all genocides are bad. Yeah, and I feel like that's where I should stop talking about it. <laughs> um, but what about you? Did you have any disappointments? So besides I had two. One of the, so. I, I, went, Nazi. I went strictly musical on okay. this one and I'm I'm a little bit torn about this because it's an artist I love it's an artist right. I saw live this year I was okay. disappointed by Mitski's Laurel Hell album okay uh, excuse me which I pre-ordered the vinyl I was super stoked you know, I knew that there was like a chance, you know, there was a chance that Mitski wasn't going to make music. There was, that was a rumor right. uh, after he, she finished uh, the Be the Cowboy tour. Um, so uh, of course I was very excited. She did Radio City this year, you know, which is probably the biggest like New York venue she's ever played. Uh, and I was like, uh, I was, l- the album I listened to and it had a couple songs I liked. I liked The Only Heartbreaker a lot. And then almost everything else, I was like, eh, this is kind of meh. You know, I was just very underwhelmed by it. Yeah, I had a similar experience last year with Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Where coming off a of golden hour, I was so excited. And then when she announced Starcrossed, I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's get into this. I remember reading a bunch of interviews about it and shit. And then when it came and out, you I was yourself like, up and then so I was like, it, all right, man, whatever. It's just one of those things that's very uh you know disheartening right. you know when an artist you love puts out an album that feels lackluster um yeah and you know kind of on top of it and admittedly i think maybe i just went to the wrong show i i went to the radio city show to see mitski she did two nights i went to the second night and i was disappointed by that because like you know the the stage show itself was good she performed well but I was like, you're a New York artist. I've seen her perform at other New York venues and she'll always have like a little thing where it feels personal and feels like a moment. And like, there was like maybe one or two moments where she addressed the crowd and was like, thank you. But I was like, this feels like what you say at every date of the tour. Yeah, um, And you know, I almost said that maybe Radio City might be harder to be personal in, but then I remembered you and I literally saw Lord there well, earlier so this year. That was the well, so that's the other thing that that kind of ruined it because Lord is a much bigger artist than Nitsky, and I yeah. think that's a bigger show, and that was so much better of a show, yeah, and so much more personal and intimate feeling. And admittedly, we were in a better spot for Lord, but also like I started thinking about like you know they had the two screens on the side of the stage, yeah, that and. Was- uh lord used them both mitski yeah. didn't though and i was like okay. if if you have these use them you yeah, know yeah. Even I, if you I completely have to agree hire a camera person right, do right. it but so yeah so i was just kind of let down i i try not to read too much into it but i don't know it's just it was an album that i was really looking forward to that you know i liked a little bit but i didn't love yeah, I get that. It happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. And there were a couple of those this year that I realized there were like a lot of like bigger punk artists or like punk adjacent artists. But I was like, I don't want to blow up a spot on a 
somewhat smaller band i feel like mitski's at a level in her career that yeah she can take my disappointment yeah exactly it's not gonna keep her up at night exactly um but kanye on the other hand i hope this does keep him up at night yeah yeah uh, I, i hope i hope this is what breaks him i don't think kanye sleeps at night that's fair honestly yeah although actually i i i feel like i have heard that he's like a very heavy sleeper that can just fall asleep everywhere, anywhere. Maybe he's narcoleptic. Maybe. I feel like I remember hearing that about him from like people that have worked with him. <laughs> I I do not know that, but so that's an, an interesting And if it's not thought. true, fuck it, I'll spread a rumor. <laughs> um, Kanye's well, a sleepyhead. Well, so let's get into uh, our playlist of our favorite songs from 2022. And you kicked us off with Survivor's Guilt by Joey Badass. Yes, I did. Tell me a little bit about this one. So this uh, kind of almost similar to what you were saying about Mitski. Uh, I was very excited for this album. Big Joey Badass fan. I've seen him live in Brooklyn, coincidentally enough, because that is where he is from as well. And uh, it was an awesome show. Great show. And and he hadn't put anything out for a while since his last album in, I think, like 2017. He put out like one or two singles here or there. But then he announced that he was putting out this album called 2000, which was a follow up to one of his biggest mixtapes called 1999. And so that was that was something that got a lot of people really excited. And it was good. Um, I, I, I thought it was good. It definitely had its highs and its lows. Uh, and I think one of the highs was this song called Survivor's Guilt, yeah. which um, it's dedicated to his good friend, Capital Steez, who uh, tragically took his own life earlier in the decade and I, th- I think it might have been 2012 um but yeah it's and it's it's just a beautifully written song about joey feeling like he can kind of finally speak about it and he says he says it in the in the song he says uh the thing about Stilo was he lacked the mental health but try telling that to people back in 2012 and he's right it we we as a society and as a culture have really come a long way in the way that we talk about mental health and the way that we deal with mental health and the way that we have understanding for people that are struggling with their mental health. And it's, uh, I, I have a couple songs that address that on the playlist. I'm sure, you know, you've already heard it. Um, and you know, originally when I was working on the order of the playlist, I had, uh, all of those songs in a row. And I was like, I feel like I got to spread them out a little bit because it might be too much of a bummer. <laughs> a chunk of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, to just have it all in a row like that. And granted, they're not even all bummer songs, but it's just... But yeah, I think this is definitely a highlight of the album. And it's 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 nice. Um, the the it, it opens up with an excerpt of an interview that Capital Steez did uh, yeah. when he was still with us. And it closes with an outro by uh, rapper Ab Sol kind of talking about how he got introduced to Joey and Steez and the rest of their crew called the Pro Era before they really came up. And he, he got the opportunity to kind of know them a little bit. And it's just, um, you know, it, it, it's a song that addresses loss, especially after the year we've had of so many yeah. artists being lost, especially rap artists. And it's just, it's, it's, you really hate to see that shit, but you, it's, it's nice to see the people that were close with them being able to talk about it in, in the way that they're able to. 
Yeah, I I didn't realize that Capital Steez had uh, died in 2012, um, but that was something. But that was something that I noted immediately <laughs> listening to this, even just from the title being called Survivors Guild, right? Because um, I think that you had sent this to me at one point and had mentioned this or maybe i just knew i don't know but you know i'm not really a joey badass fan but i thought that this was really nice and thoughtful and you know really well done for him i liked that he was very vulnerable and thoughtful yes i agree cool um so i also started on a depressing note with uh, Doors I Painted Shut by The Wonder Years. Um, Wonder Years had my favorite album of the year. Uh, and I, uh, I've i been living with this album for a while now. And so I remember hearing the first line of I Don't Want to Die. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is going to be, you know, intense, but like same sort of like life-affirming that I always thought this band was and then they get into the I don't want to die or maybe I do in that bridge section and I was like oh fuck and like just the first time I heard the song I broke down and I started crying um and it was you know this whole record is so emotional because they get into the parenthood and you know this constant fear that the world is ending and everything is horrible and like you know and losing people and there's been a lot of loss for like my family and emmy's family this year right just kind of reckoning with all of that and then getting to uh this song i was like oh oh shit and it like fucked me up and getting through the album i was like god damn it yeah yeah Uh, that's fair but yeah so I'm glad that there's like a good parenthood record that's also not corny either. Right. This uh, this song uh, gets reprised at the end in the last track, which is uh, "You're the reason I don't want the world to end," and okay. it becomes like this letter to his kids, where he's like, "I don't want to die because I need to be here for you." That's nice. Which is a sweet sentiment. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the notes I had on this song, I just I just wrote, I also don't want to die. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, Positive. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy to not want to die. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. So, Wonder Years are my favorite band. I wanted to get the inclusion of them in early, and I could have chosen just about any song from this record. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say that I'll just go go early and say this. A lot of the songs that I chose, I feel the same way in in the terms of I could have chosen a lot of the songs off the albums yeah. that I I am representing on this list. I would say it, it, I'm I'm a you know this I'm a full album bitch. Yeah, I love a full uh, album. And we've, um, we've said that a few times on this podcast. Yeah, and and I feel like this year had a lot of really good albums that I really enjoyed, and so it was it was hard for me to choose. Uh, individual representation for all of them because I couldn't just say, "Oh, well, put this entire album on the list." Like, yeah, it but was. I, I am. I am happy with the choices that I made. Yeah, um, and I'm sort of very much the same way. Where there's a lot of songs that are kind of stand-ins for um, specific uh, for the albums as a whole. Right. Um, 
But uh, let's roll on into your next pick, which is Gorgeous, Gorgeous Girls by Lily. Is that you? Yes. Uh, so this was not one of the examples that I just mentioned where it was, I loved the whole <laughs> album and I needed to pick a, a standout. Uh, this is just a song that I really fucking loved. Um, I, I'm i trying to remember how I even found it. I think I literally was just scrolling through Apple Music on Friday when new shit came out and this caught my eye in the singles just because of the title. And I was like, oh, it's kind of a funny title. I'll listen to it. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, I love this song. Yeah, I love this song. Like, not only is the song so good and so fun and so just like high energy, but like it, it's also I think part of the reason why I love it so much is that it's reminiscent of a phrase that I heard earlier this year that genuinely changed my life. <laughs> uh, and that phrase is the girls that get it, get it. Yeah, because well, I was I was really struggling with kind of the the content that I was producing and the stuff that I was writing and the jokes that I was doing on stage because I got into my head about like oh what if people don't get this what if, what if it's not the right crowd for this what if what if, what if I just don't have an audience large enough for people to for there to be enough people that they might understand like this reference that I'm making or this joke that I'm doing or this video that I wrote or whatever and then I heard probably on tiktok i heard someone say the girls that get it get it yeah and that just clicked in my head of like the the people that are gonna fuck with this are gonna fuck with this and you don't have to worry about anyone else yeah that was a big uh trending audio i feel yeah. this year and then i also feel like people saying the phrase just gorgeous gorgeous girls yeah that was another yeah, one too. i heard that all the time and then right. hearing it just you know, kind of once I saw the title, I was kind of expecting something kind of like twee and silly. Yes, I um, expected something silly based on the title as well. But and then it's one. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just so adrenaline straightforward. It's a little bit like hyper pop. Um, and I I immediately latched onto this when I heard it in your playlist because I was like, oh, this is super catchy, super fun. You yeah, know, I dance. just want to like go to a club and blast this. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a friggin' fun one. So I'm very, very grateful that this song slipped into my life this year. Yeah. And that's always like the best when you could discover a new artist. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was an, an artist I discovered this year. Uh, Happy instead by Zach Bryan, um, where I said there's a lot of albums that there's a lot of songs that are stand-ins for full albums. This really had to be because this album is two hours long and like thirty right. songs, and really fucking long. Uh, but the thing that I noticed the the like one or two times that I've listened to this album in full is just about all the songs are good. Like I nice. enjoyed them all like thoroughly. Like 
it's a relatively mainstream country album, but it doesn't feel like like country pop. Right. Uh, and it's very much sort of in the vein of a lot of country that I do like, like Jason Isbell, uh, Tyler Childers, yeah. uh, and all that. So I just kind of, I like a guy with an acoustic guitar doing sad songs. Yeah, man. Doesn't matter what kind of accent he has. Exactly. So like, that's, that was really that. And I chose this one just because I liked like the storytelling aspect of it, of like, you know, kind of losing touch with someone. Yeah. And it's funny because in my notes I wrote for this song, uh, gonna check out the rest of this album, even though I think it's the one you told me is very long. It it is. It's called but Yeah, I really I really liked this song. Uh beautifully written. Like you said, the storytelling's fantastic. Yeah. And I love seeing you in your country music era. Yeah, I I kinda eh, well I'll get into what my, my era is now okay. in a little bit. Um but let's roll on in to your next pick which is Moo featuring City James by Pote Baby. Yep. Okay. Tell me City James. That. That's what uh that's what Murph calls you now that you moved. Is it really? No, not really. Um I was so excited. I but like, that oh, it, it sounds like something he would say. Yeah. <laughs> He's been calling me Brooklyn Frankie ever since I told him I'm moving. Oh, really? So <laughs> um anyway, but yeah, this is so this is a song that uh this is another part of the there's, there might be a couple more on here like this, um, but this is an artist that I found on TikTok because uh, it was one of those videos where it was like just a random person on the street going up to you and being like, uh, oh, wh what's your favorite song right now? What's your favorite song of all time? Yeah, Whatever. What are you listening to right now? Yeah, exactly. So um, and someone asked, uh, they just happened to ask Pope, maybe, and he said one of his own songs and then oh, they started nice. playing the song in the video. He asked, though, beforehand, he said, can I say one of my own songs? And they said, yes, of course. And uh, the song that he said, I think it was called Brown Sugar. And I was like, oh, I like this song. So I went and checked out the whole album. Uh, the the album's called Turtle Crossing, I believe. Yes. And uh, and this song really stuck out to me because, like, again, it's, it's another song where it's just so good. It's just such a jam. <laughs> But more so, this feels like a song that has always existed, if that makes sense. Yeah. It felt like when I was listening to it, I I forgot that it came out this year by an artist that I had never heard of until finding them online. Like, right. It felt a little out of time. And it, it, like you said, it sounds like it could have come out whenever. Like, I feel yeah. like the first time I heard it, I was like, I feel like I've heard this. Exactly. But in a good way. It was like familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was just another fun, just one of those songs that I just found myself going back to time after time where I was just it just in a good move, fun hook, fun yeah. verses, good feature. Like it's got a good I, I, I might I don't know if I ended up doing it. I almost just reached out to him on Instagram and was like, Can I please direct the video for this? I don't uh, know where you yeah. are in your career, where if <laughs> if you'll allow that to happen, but I'm going to I'm going to check Instagram after this to see if I did that because I, I genuinely can't remember if I did. And if I didn't do it, I might. I still might. We'll see. Yeah, do it. Why not? Yeah. If you haven't you done shot, it, you know? we'll hold you to it. Do it exactly. right now. Yeah. All right. No. Um, later. All right. But yeah, no, I like the groove on this. Um, you know, it, it, you know, yeah. And I feel like it just kind of like it was the, one of the songs on your playlist that like it might not have been my favorite but it like stuck with me cuz it kept getting stuck in my head right exactly it's um, one of those yeah um but let's keep on rolling along into my next pick which is almost everything by with the punches <laughs> 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 
first time in many years i can include a new with the punches song in my year-end list and i'm very excited because with the punches is the band that i always say changed my life nice um so they released their first ep i think in i want to say like uh 10 years or so like they they put out an album their last album i've got to double check but I think their last album was 2012, 2013, maybe. And then they went on a hiatus in late 2013. Did, have done some reunion shows over the years, but have never like come back with new music. So then I immediately was like, oh, one of my favorite bands is back. Um, and I love this just because it sounds like it would have been the next step in what they would have done if they kept making music after the last album right it's still very like pop punky but a little bit more like americana with a touch of hardcore um i love that the chorus is hail mary's in the moonlight because uh anything with catholicism will uh speak to me and my catholic rings your bell baby i know yeah and then um the line in the song um what's the difference between a near miss and if i don't try it all is something that I've been kind of trying to repeat to myself, you know, throughout this year, just because like any time, kind of like you had said with Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls, where like, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm sitting on the subway and thinking like, why the fuck am I going to another open mic? What am I doing? You know, and then I keep thinking, I'm like, well, if I keep doing this, I'd rather it be a near mess than say I didn't try yeah um so yeah so it it spoke to me yeah that's definitely definitely reminiscent of of the way i've been feeling about things as well lately and i think i don't know if it's just the age we're at or the age we're in but like it's 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 a lot of what the fuck's going on more often than not so i I would would (laughs) love to be able to have answers to a question like that (laughs) <laughs> the thing that's most disheartening to me now is when people send me uh like stand-up clips on Instagram and it's like someone that I see from open mics and then right. it has like a hundred thousand views and I'm like, oh, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm happy for them because they're a cool person, but I'm also no, of course. like, uh, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick uh which keeps with the pop punk which is waiting by pop um i love this song man i think i'm 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 actually going to start this by uh taking a second to thank you once again for introducing <laughs> me to pop because i i was not familiar with them prior to you telling me to check them out and i'm glad i did because i've i've just really loved everything i've heard from them so far uh, this song in this album was no exception to that. I like that they went a little more conceptual with yeah. this album than they would normally based on what I've heard so far. 
Um, but at the same time, this was this this was a song that plays on its own. I think this might have been the single, yeah. and it was like it 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 works on its own, and it just it just it goes in, it beats the shit out of you, and it does what it <laughs> needs to do. And I love that. That's that's what I'm looking for with pup. Um, yeah, this so admittedly, I did not love the pup album as much as I wanted to this year. Um, but this and the other one I had to check, uh, totally fine were two big standouts. And when I originally made my playlist, I did have totally fine in there. Um, so yeah, I, I do really enjoy this. I really like that. It kind of has a little bit more of a hardcore feel to it, which they've always incorporated into their music sometimes, Yeah, but just kind of the straight ferocity mixed with just also this sort of like aging punk you know uh nihilism of the you know i'm in a church basement with my anarchist leanings and i only go there for aa meetings i'm like fuck you and and that was fun too because like church basements i'm sure you might have had a similar experience that's where i used to go to diy punk shows in high school like like i still drive past the one that i used to go to every once in a while and be like oh man i used to see I used to see fucking Dale Chinese food and lay figures in that basement. I and admittedly did not call have a profit or whatever they were called. <laughs> I admittedly did not have a big uh, church basement scene for me in Westchester. It was the Peekskill Elks Lodge. Okay. And I spent a lot of time in church basements because I was in a youth group, which is yeah, why I feel uh, Catholic guilt so strongly. Right. right, right. Um, but yeah, and I'm always very happy when I when I know that you enjoy pop. <laughs> so, Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, uh, which is McConnell by Proper. Um, Proper is one of the bands I've been most excited to watch grow and get bigger and do more things over the years. Um, and I like that on the new album, they just said, fuck it, we're going to make metal songs and we're going to write. They changed their Instagram out. They're like, we're just making prog tunes now. And I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, so um, this one stood out the most to me because it's been a it's been a politically charged year. And I can't remember when this came out, but even if it was earlier in the year, I was still a pissed off person that was right. like fuck mitch mcconnell right. uh, so it's been scratching that itch mm-hmm. for a long time and you know just having that whole you know having this really kind of like classic metal chugging tune where it's just like yo fuck this guy yeah dude I, so like th- this is I, I love this song it's one of my favorites on this album so i was very happy to see that you picked it uh, I, I truly hate Mitch McConnell and have received several warnings from Twitter about my tweets to him to prove it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember one time I, I told him that I hope he shits his pants continuously until he dies. Uh, so I would just like to clarify, I'm not saying that I hope he dies. I do hope he dies, but that's not what I was saying. Right. What I was saying was that I hope he shits his pants continuously until he dies i'm not saying to speed up the process of the death anyway that got me an email from twitter saying hey you have to get rid of this one pre-elon days i haven't tried it since but um but yeah i think more politicians and public figures should be called out by name 
Uh, 100%. Um, I've been trying that in my standup. It hasn't been working, um, but yet, yet, yet. I think uh, when you move to the city, you'll hear the 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 jokes I have about Mike Pence. Um, oh, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, very. You know, there's all. I'm just glad, like you said, glad to call people out by name. Yeah. Um. But um, before we move on to your next pick, we've reached our next category, which um, I'm lovingly calling the resurfaced oldie category, uh, which is for a song that's a song artist, musical thing that uh, has come up in the past year that is an older song, but uh, it's found a new life in 2022. Uh, so why don't you tell me about yours? So my pick is, uh, it's a little ditty called Hold Me Closer by Elton John and Britney Spears. Yes. We did it. We freed Britney. Uh, you and me specifically. We did it. It was all us. You're welcome. On the podcast. Uh, and and so it it was just exciting to see her come out with some some new shit, but like yeah. some old shit at the same time. Right. Like I didn't yeah. expect her first release to be a remix with Elton John. Yeah. And then when and I heard John it, I was like, okay, sick. like. And that's the thing. I I really like Elton John, but Tiny Dancer never really did anything for me. That's oh, not one of wrong. the songs that I like love by him. And so to to have this version of it was like exciting and kind of breathed new light into it. And like he had that collab with Dua Lipa too, but right. like I think this was the more exciting version of of the Elton John modern day pop star collaboration because it was kind of the Britney's back moment. Yeah, that was a very exciting moment. And I also, I do like elton john and i want to kind of give him the respect where he's very much been like and no i want to embrace young pop stars oh yes oh yeah he's he's never been he's never been like a hoity-toity rejecting modernity kind of guy right he's like all right dua lipa's the biggest stars i'm gonna do a song with dua lipa rena sawayama i'll do a song with her britney she's back (laughs) well so am i exactly the bitch is back perfect perfect way perfect thing to do like while he was in the middle of his farewell tour so right exactly um and and i think but i'm not 100 percent sure about this i think the song was recorded a couple years ago but it just wasn't released until right this year there were all these weird rumors about it like yeah you know, and I feel like they're still coming. It's like, oh, you know, is Britney going to perform it with Elton at, uh, you know, the the Disney Plus concert or right. you know, whatever? So I'm not totally sure what they yeah. all are, but uh, it is definitely it is definitely one of those things that there's a lot to sink your teeth into if you want to go down the rabbit hole. Right. I'm sure. Um and I was glad also that it wasn't like a straight cover either. Cause yes, even absolutely. though I love Britney, I love Elton John and I do love tiny dancer. Right. I, uh, I was like, 
I don't know if I really need to hear Britney singing Tiny Dancer straight. Exactly. This was the much better yeah. option if those were your two choices. Exactly. And and honestly, just more interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'm, kind of, like you said, reject uh, or embrace modernity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my resurfaced oldie, I was between two. One that I think was obvious and a little too obvious was running up that hill by Kate Bush. Um, But the one that I interacted with much more on an everyday basis was um, My Chemical Romance and their entire discography. Because I think we did we did a podcast like early in the pandemic, mm-hmm. like when we were supposed to do our half hours and right, we, okay. uh and that was when I was like getting hyped for the MyChem tour. Yeah. Um, and then it finally happened this year. And I saw them a bunch of times. And it was a lot of fun to just kind of like I had a lot of time that I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna listen to those four albums front to back as many times as I can. And then everything else they've done, you know, buried in like EPs or singles or whatever, right. just kind of hoping, Oh, maybe they'll play something crazy and weird. Yeah. yeah um, you never know what then. Right. Well, cause they, they, they did that on this door where it was like, yeah. all right, where are you going? What are they going to play? They'll do anything. You know, yeah, they I, almost did tiny dancer. That yeah, could have. <laughs> I'm surprised they might still. Yeah, it's not too uh, late. There's rumors that LP5 is coming out. Oh boy. Uh, but um, no, but like, you know, just kind of like I had so much fun following the tour and just kind of like watching, seeing like, oh, what do they have? What have they been doing? And it seems like they also just had a lot of fun doing it. Right. Um, because like they would do songs with their friends when I saw them in Jersey. Like Gerard came out and sang a song with Thursday, and then the lead singer from Thursday came out and did a song with them. Um, you know, and like just everything yeah. about it. The only time it was bad was Riot Fest, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. Well, you also didn't make the the pilgrimage to when we were young, so that's true. I thought when we were young looked like fun, though. <laughs> um, I believe it. I've, I I had a friend that went that did not have a good time, but I, did they go the the day it got rained out? Yeah. Or, so yeah. yeah. That, well, that's the day I would have picked to have gone, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did not. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and I got more on MCR coming up. Uh, oh yeah. Later, but um. Let's roll on in to your next pick, uh, which is Rebecca Black's Crumbs. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I've talked at length about my love for Rebecca Black yeah. on this show. <laughs> and uh, this song has only strengthened that. Uh, this might be rehashing some of what I've said before, but like for Rebecca to have gone through what she went through with Friday and to now be making very good music about loving someone more than she ever thought possible is just wonderful. And as a fan, I'm so happy for her. 
And at the same time, as a fan, I'm so happy for me because the song is good. Like that's <laughs> always a, a great bonus as well. Like this is another song where like I saw that it was coming out and I was like, all right, I hope it's good. Yeah, I, I hope when I hear it, I love it. And then I heard it and I loved it. I was like, oh, thank God. It's just like such a relief. Like it was one of those. Yeah. And uh, I think she's actually putting out another song tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, but yeah. this is just a really just like another just banger beat song with like really sweet and poignant lyrics yeah. where she's saying like, at your worst, you're still my best. And just like really just like opening up to a person that she loves and being like, you can you can make a mess and I'll clean up I'll clean up the crumbs like yeah. I'll you I'll be there for you no matter what you're going through and that's just nice it's it's not only nice to hear but it's nice to hear from her like yeah. I'm just I I there there are few people that I don't know that I am as happy for as I am Rebecca Black <laughs> like well that's the thing where with just even with that EP she put out the what was it Rebecca Black was here yeah she you know she seemed like she really kind of like came into her own and was like Absolutely. all right I know what kind of music I want to make cuz she she had a few years that she was like doing random singles that didn't totally connect right uh, and now it's like oh I know what I want to do I know what I want to make I'm going to make you know it, music that's great but also like palatable but also hyper pop influence yeah, exactly. and like that was my favorite part of this was the the choppy and screwy breakdown where i was like oh yeah you know this is still you know even though there's a lot of like clean production on this she's still like all right i'm gonna do something a little bit weird in here exactly and i think it's it, the the timing of all of this is also very helpful because we are kind of seeing that that rise of the hyper pop sound from more popular artists and so she's able to ride that wave and just kind of she's putting out a full length next year and i'm very excited for that so it's it's i'm excited yeah it'll be good i'm looking forward to see what she does next yeah me too um but uh let's roll on in to my next pick which is gold chain punk who gonna beat my ass by soul glow um which this was this was my hardcore era. I'm right. I'm very much in my like hardcore straight up heavy, you know, screaming, chugging guitars. I want to fucking throw down in pits. Um and Soul Glow, I've been listening to Soul Glow for a few years now, and I've always enjoyed their stuff. I enjoyed their EP, but I think Diaspora Problems is where they really came into their own, where they're like, okay, we're gonna make hardcore that's also kind of catchy but also very very abrasive yeah and you know we're gonna cram as many words as we can into three minutes and if you can keep up great and if you can we'll give you like one line that you could latch on to right uh, which for me was who gonna be my ass well yeah because that used to be your tinder profile right exactly yeah yeah that's uh that's still what I say to Emmy when I get home. Perfect. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's very, you know, I, I was just stoked on this album. I like the way that they've kind of explored their sound. And I like that, you know, they're doing very poignant music, but also uh, with everything they do, it seems like they're having fun. They did like a hilarious music video with their drummer where it's like, what's it like to be the only white member of Soul Glow? <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know. Funny kind of in the sense of like like run the jewels where like run the jewels will do very like 
uh, you know, thoughtful rap music, but then they'll also like throw in a joke. Yeah, exactly. They'll do a whole album that's just cat noises. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so I love Soul Glow, and I'm I'm very happy with this record. Yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Run the Jewels, your next pick was um was Switches on Everything by West Side Gun featuring Run the Jewels. And Stove God Cooks. It's also it, featured on oh, that. I I I missed that. So. That's okay. Uh, he's, he's the one that comes in at the end. That's not gun at the end. Okay. Uh look, man, this is this might be the the song that I have the most written down for. So I, because okay. I've talked about West Side Gun on this podcast before. I think he came up either last year or the year before that in my year end wrap up. But he only continues to impress me. He is barely on this song, but it's still right. so distinctly a West Side Gun song. Despite that, like his ability to combine like these beautiful, artful beats with his content and flows is something that I really think makes Gun such an influential artist. And I think we're really going to see the impact of him and what he's doing on rappers in the next few years. And I think that like, I think in life in general, people are scared to try something new without knowing if it'll work out for them. But Gun's showing that things can work. Gun's showing that like things can work. Like he's taking risks on the beats that he chooses and and the the artists that he collaborates with but they're paying off and he's putting out solid bodies of work one after the other this is on his album hitler wears Hermes 10 it's the 10th in a series like and he's put out other other albums that aren't in that series like he's just yeah. doing shit left and right and it's just constantly hitting and like this song itself has lp and killer mike giving these like fantastic personal verses about their past and how it's impacted them and their art and where it's brought them and where they came from and shit like that. And then stove God cooks blasts in at the end with these drug dealer bars and just, just kind of out of nowhere almost based on what we were already hearing, yeah. but like all, all while it works and guns coming in on these simple hook and it's, it's working and it's just like, this is this is one of my favorite songs of the year, I would say, easily. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, I feel bad that I didn't notice that it was Steve God Cooks, because uh I I think when I was listening to it, I, I think Apple Music only lists Run the Jewels, or I only saw Run the Jewels, and I was like it's it's one of those ones where you gotta let it scroll to yeah. show you the whole feature. But like it makes sense that after you see Run the Jewels, it's like, oh, it's just them. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right. oh, it's Run the Jewels. And then, like, I would listen and, like, I'd pull up the lyrics on there, and it's not like Genius where it's notifying who yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, okay, I know LP's voice. I know Killer Mike's voice. I don't know West Side Gun's voice as well, but I right. assume that's him in the chorus, and I assume it's him on the third verse. Right. No, um, third, third verse was all Stove God Cooks. He's fine. Yeah. But I, but I really, I really did enjoy this. And, like, it, it kind of made me think about uh, Nobody Speak by DJ Shadow, where it's yeah. a little bit where it's not a Run the Jewels song, but it's a little bit of a Run the Jewels song. But, but um, it is now. <laughs> right. And now I'm curious just because, like you said, even though he's all even though he's only on the chorus, he's all over this play, uh, all over this track. So I've never really done a West Side Gun deep dive. So maybe I'll 
jump into this. E- even if you just start with this album, it's it's a good one. It's a fun right. time. Um, something else I thought was funny, and we'll come back to it uh, later, is we both had rap songs that referenced Elohim, which uh, oh, I yeah. did. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, just because like that's that's a Christian reference that you don't yeah, that hear is funny. very often. So I was like, oh, nice. Right. So, but yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, I also wanted to briefly touch on RTJ Quattro. Um, yeah. Because it was technically a release this year, but uh, okay. not really. But I really enjoyed that. I haven't given it a full listen yet, but oh, it's now fun. that you've reminded me, I will. It's, uh, it's a good time. I yeah. enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, but uh, I think that we could squeeze my next pick in under okay. the wire. Reese. Allow me to make a confession. I have not learned all my lessons. I have to rolling and blowing and smoking on dope while I'm gripping my weapon. I used to have dope in the ceiling. Sometimes I be missing the feeling. I go back and forth between books and the crooks. Oh, I felt like a chameleon. I'm a typical mythical. I perform miracles. This has been a Lughole Podcast.